You're listening to The Birdbath, presented by The Fountain Report. I'm your host, Ryan Leach. Welcome back to The Birdbath. Each week, we scrape the surface of the news you need to know, so let's get into it. The Birdbath is supported by VetGuardian, the only zero-touch vital signs monitor for veterinary clinics. With VetGuardian, you can ensure that animals are supervised without stress from intake to discharge, anytime, anywhere. There's a link in the description, so schedule a demo today. Our first story of the week carries over from the layoffs that we reported about from Chewy a couple weeks ago. Chewy's financial reports came out this week, and shares were heading lower after the online pet product retailer provided disappointing guidance for the January quarter and reduced its full-year outlook amid continued macroeconomic pressures on its business. Shares of Chewy are down 48% this year, while the broader S&P 500 index has increased 18%. Now, Chewy still believes that they're on the right track and has been pointing heavily to their pharmaceutical business. CEO Sumit Singh said on a call that at this scale, Chewy is the number one pet pharmacy in America. They've been claiming that spot since March, but they reiterated it last week to make sure that everyone knew that it was secure. They entered the pharmacy, pet pharmacy business in 2018 and had quickly risen to the top as some of the largest pet pharmacy sellers. They believe that every active Chewy customer should also be a Chewy pharmacy customer, Singh told investors last quarter. If you're looking for more information about what Chewy has up their sleeve, their first investor day is coming up this week on December 14th. So be sure to check it out. I know they can be a little bit dry, but there's always quite a few nuggets in there. And if you don't check it out, make sure you listen to next week's episode where I will hit on any hot issues that they covered. VetSource is giving back to the veterinary industry. VetSource released their continuing education courses in veterinary pharmacy. If you think that Chewy has a good grasp on this, this is the perfect time to be able to increase your knowledge of veterinary pharmaceuticals. So VetSource's clinical committee, which is made up of pharmacists and veterinarians, developed the course after they saw a need for veterinary-specific continuing education. It's no surprise and it's no secret that there is a lack of the overall depth of education given to veterinary pharmacists and that it's something that has been in many ways handed off to former human pharmacists as well as veterinarians taking up the mantle. So this is neat to see VetSource coming up with additional ways for people to learn. Now, the courses are free of charge to anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of veterinary pharmacy. Pharmacists and pharmacy technicians can earn one credit hour for each course. To get the accreditation put together, they partnered with the University of Colorado SCAG School of Pharmacy and Pharmaceutical Science, and they will be hosting the course online. Uh, If you want to learn more, make sure you check out our link in the bio. This week, as we near the end of the year, we wanted to take a moment to Spend some time with uh, some people from Zometica. We're joined this week by Scott Ijaz, Senior Product Manager at Zometica, to discuss the Section 179 tax code and how businesses can optimize their end-of-year strategy. So, Scott, tell me what we're looking at here. This provision allows you to deduct the entire purchase price of qualifying medical equipment bought this year. Great. Well, so... Paint me a picture. How would a practice take advantage of this? Imagine you're a veterinarian eyeing vet guardian, the only zero-touch vital sign remote monitor for veterinary professionals. 
it's priced at $4,500. With Section 179 in play, purchasing this product means more than just acquiring a new tool. It's a strategic move as well. You can deduct the full $4,500 price from your taxable income. This deduction applies to qualifying equipment purchased within the tax year, making it a smart investment for your practice. Let's say your clinic's taxable income is $100,000 before deducting the cost of that guardian. By utilizing Section 179, you can deduct the full $4,500 from your taxable income. This significantly reduces your taxable income to $95,000. Wow, very helpful, Scott. I know people are accustomed to thinking about Section 179 for writing off a 6,000 gross vehicle weight SUV or truck, but knowing that this is that there's also a use case for practice equipment is a really great insight. Uh, if people want to learn more, they can check out the link in our bio. We've got that same link allowing folks to be able to check out a demo with you about Vet Guardian, what Zometica has to offer, and they can also learn more about Section 179 there as well. Finally, this last week, the birdbath was on a world tour, which continues throughout next year, but we were up and down the west coast of the U.S. visiting the Pet Care Innovation USA in L.A., as well as the Plug and Play Silicon Valley Summit up in the Bay Area. To start, we'd like to thank the hosts of these events for having the birdbath out so that we could see what's going on and what innovations are coming in the industry. The hot topics that kept rising to the top were sustainability, alternative proteins, and pet data. One company that stood out was Moggy. They presented at both events and did wonderfully. They have a cat wearable, and as Moggy puts it, they track your cat's daily activities to improve their health and well-being. Now you can have per peace of mind, knowing that your what your feline is up to all the time. You can track your pet's behavior and translate their needs into short messages with AI-powered technology. I found this particularly interesting because it's taking what many of us look at as a data situation. So the, the need to be able to access this data. We're always acquiring additional data and they're we're all, you know, people are wearing Fitbits and smartwatches and trackers and tracking their health data on their phone and, and doing all of these things. But what Moggy really seemed to revolutionize here was taking this data from your cat, who can't speak to you unless you're Dr. Doolittle, which he may be listening. But what they do is they take that data and they transcribe it utilizing a large language model and generative AI to actually give you text messages or notifications that put that into actionable information. Things like, I'm tired coming from your cat, or I've been less playful this week, or I haven't gone to the, the bathroom as much, or I'm drinking less water. So it's taking this data and it's compiling it, and then you can actually take that information and make actionable decisions about your pet health and wellness. Another company that presented was Phi. Then when we asked their CEO and founder, Jonathan Bensimon, he, he made a great point that, the time when you're recharging a wearable is when the company needs to re-engage the user to show the value of why they should put it back on. I asked Jonathan, you know, what's to get the owner to put a wearable back on the smart collar for their pets? And that's the time really that you should be getting engaged, whether it's through a push notification or whether that data during the recharge cycle is something that you're looking for and craving and looking to be able to make actionable decisions by using this data. So 
what we're seeing here, and as we see across many softwares within the industry, it's not just about pulling out the information, but it's actually about creating actionable items for the users, the business, and the people to be able to decide what to do with it. Another hot topic were alternative proteins. So people were looking at alternative proteins in pet food, whether it was for allergy reasons, sourcing, or sustainabilities, and a lot of companies were digging into it. One of the companies that I sat down with and had quite a great conversation with was Arch Pet Food. So Arch Pet Food was talking heavily about their cricket protein treats, and they're soon launching a full dog food line. The company was started by a need which is a great way to look at it, right? So Arch's CEO and founder, Gabe Huertas del Pino, was talking quite a bit about how his dog had a poultry allergy. Now, that's not something I had heard of, and he said it wasn't something he came across many others that had seen that, but he found that there was a need for animals to be able to have protein sources that didn't rely on a poultry food cycle. And the introduction of crickets not only allowed him to bridge that gap, but also allowed them to find a more sustainable prebiotic and probiotic food source, as well as many of the things that Arch brings to the bowl here. One final food push that I that I found really interesting was on food toppers. They're an extremely fast-growing industry, and it seemed like a, it was an interesting way to be able to allow pet parents that are looking to upgrade beyond their traditional kibble without having to have an entire additional refrigerator in their home full of dog food. I, for one, have two very large golden retrievers, and if I was planning to give them exclusively a fresh food diet, it would take at least an additional refrigerator or every two-day visits to the grocery store or the pet store or needing to have it on a consistent delivery, which kind of defeats some of the sustainability issues. So Five Elements came out with their dog food toppers, and I've already put it in an order. I think it's going to be something really interesting to see, but what they were looking at was traditional Chinese medicine and the power of food as a healing source for pets. So they you know, they put together different food topper packages for animals for things such as heart health, liver health, anxiety, stressors, and many other different things. So I'm going to be trying them, seeing what Walter, my big golden loves and likes, and, and we'll be able to see what else the team there has to say as we learn more. Finally, sustainability and packaging was a big thing. Now, you might not think that this is a pet food veterinarian podcast topic, but if you take a second and look around yourself, you are completely surrounded by cardboard boxes. Whether it's at your home, your practice, your clinic, your business, anywhere that you are, I bet you can find a shipping box that came to you. So one of the companies that I found really interesting was Gaia Ag. What they've done is they've created a process that transforms agricultural waste into performance-enhancing pulp for the packaging industry. So what they did was they actually took, um, and, and this was all news to me, but the packaging and the boxes and cardboard boxes that you have around you, many companies, especially food pet food companies, were talking about wanting to be at 100% recyclable packaging. Well, anything that's a paper product, from what I learned here from Gaia, was that those sources still need virgin wood pulp to be introduced to be able to have the strength that's necessary. Gaia's actually taken a different source of virgin pulp, which is agricultural waste, introduced that into the recyclable materials 
Therefore, and what it does is actually increases the strength while using something that would have traditionally been a waste product. Also, KVP brought out biodegradable gloves. So there's companies that are out here that are doing things that if you want to reduce your footprint, whether it's in your business or your clinic, make sure that you check them out. KVP was wonderful, and I know they had some other really incredible things also. Overall, though, I was absolutely thrilled to meet so many people from the pet care world and from the massive startup community that's blowing up and growing around our industry. So if you're looking for a bright light, make sure you check out some of these companies we discussed. And for more on these and other stories, join us by subscribing to The Fountain Report. There's a link in the bio. And don't miss out on any episodes by subscribing and rating the show. For The Birdbath, I'm Ryan Leach. See you next week. 